Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. So as most of you know by now, I have a book blog, brookeandbinding.wordpress.com. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out. You're a loser. I'm kidding. You're not a loser, but you really should check it out. Definitely check it out. All of the books that we talk about, well, almost all of them, each month I have posted on and a review and all of like a synopsis, all the different things, how I feel about the book, what I rated it out of five. It's I think it's I think it's pretty pretty good. What it is think? pretty good. But if you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much reading, and you want a little short and sweet, just like a five star, four star, three star, whatever rating, you can go to at Maddie Reads a lot on Instagram. That is my bookstagram. So check out either of our bookstagrams or blog at Broken Binding or at Maddie Reads a lot for more love of books. Maddie, guess what today is? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. So fun. One of my favorite days because I named a dog after this day, which is hilarious. But I love Valentine's Day. It is so fun. My husband probably begs to differ, but I really like it. And guess what? So fun. So yesterday... My husband works like 20 minutes away, okay? And so mm-hmm. yesterday, Max comes home randomly in the middle of the day during his lunchtime and brought me flowers. What? I know. I was like, it's not even Valentine's. And he's like, I know you would have been expecting it on Valentine's Day. So he surprised me yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I know. What a lovely surprise. He, I, you know, I think he's in love with you. <sighs> well, maybe. Let's hope. <laughs> yes, well, I, I'm not as huge of a Valentine's Day person as you are, but I do appreciate a little bit of love. And chocolate. Um, and chocolate. I'm not a, <laughs> a huge flowers person. I know you still have the same bouquet of flowers that he gave you the very first time he gave you flowers. Yes, it's one one flower, one one rose. And I still yep. have my wedding bouquet. You still have your wedding bouquet. Yeah, you still have that one rose, which is now like eight years eight old. Years old. <laughs> It's probably, like, infected with stuff. Um, Oh, well. But. It's like Beauty and the Beast, like the one rose that's, like, wilted, but also, like, you know, it's not, like, eternal doom or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's a a better (laughs) rose. Yes. Because it is a love day, we thought it would be a great idea to talk about our favorite couples in the literature world. And we had quite... The discussion about this, there were a few that I wanted to to include, and Maddie was like totally against, but whatever. I think there's no matter where you go, whether it's movies or books or whatever, like you are gonna run across, or even reality TV, you're gonna run across a couple that you want to root for, and a lot of these couples, I feel like on our list are couples that you're rooting for, like you want them to work out, you're so happy for them. It's just so fun. But there also are a few couples out in the literary world where it's kind of like, no, don't like, it's like, 
I'm trying to think of one, the one I'm thinking in particular where it's like you don't want them to get together because it's like going to be horrible for each of them. Oh, 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 oh. I Anna, can think of one. Anna Karenina, which mm-hmm. I am currently mm-hmm. reading a modern version. You but are. But stuff like that where you're like, where you're like, want, like it's, it's like a forbidden love, like Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet. It's like you want them to be together, but you also don't because they end up dying. Yeah. Like stuff like that. But these people, yeah. I don't think people on our list, I don't think stuff like that happens. I don't on think our... so. The one, one of the people you wanted to include, I'm kind of an, an against that couple, but was coach, so I didn't include it. Um, Who is it? You wanted to include was um, whatever his name is and the girl from Gone Girl. Oh, yes. The people from Gone Girl. You yeah, that was more them. of a joke. Uh-huh. Because I just love them so much. If you guys don't know my love for Gone Girl, now you know. Yeah. But we have, anyway. We've mentioned it before, and it's a, you are completely in love with it, and I still don't understand Yeah. That. But, but we are going to be talking about some pretty, I feel like there's quite a few famous couples that we're going to be talking oh, about. Sure. Um, and then also maybe a few obscure ones. But Maddie has the official list. I do. But I'm really excited to dive in and reminisce a little bit about why we love these people and our journeys with them because like I think for them to be on this list we must have had some form of emotional journey with them for sure okay so I'm going to start with our very first couple and I also have like the books that they're in so we're not just like naming names and you have no idea and I don't think I don't think any of these couples give anything away in any of these books. Okay, I don't think so either. No, they, they don't spoil anything. So the first couple is from the book The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Oh, yes. So good. I'm going to do in the month of April, I'm going to do an entire month of rereads of my favorite books. And Great Alone is definitely in there. Well, um, this whole, your whole thing of each month you're going to be having like a theme has started because of your month of memoirs in January. Mm-hmm. And whose idea was that? Whatever. It's fine. It's your, <laughs> it's your, it's your idea. Anyway, so our first Hi. couple is, oh, is your baby there? Yeah. Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he responded. Oh, my. He <laughs> loves these couples, too. He, he is a big romance fan. Yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, so the first couple is Lenny and Matthew. So Lenny is the main character of The Great Alone. She's the daughter of, oh my word, buddy. I know. He's just happy. He's oh, happy he for happy? love. He sounds like he's crying. That's why I'm thinking. Oh no. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Big anyway. smiles all around. Okay. Good to know. So Lenny is our protagonist and she's the daughter of this guy who is her dad, obviously her dad. Um, and he is this, uh, it's like the 1970s. He's like, the government is gonna, is tracking us, big brother kind of thing. <laughs> he, Sorry. <laughs> you're okay. He was, he went to the Vietnam War. So he's a veteran. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's too cute. <laughs> All right. Listen, sisters, I hope you're enjoying this baby talk as I am. He's well, let me say, let me just say what's happening. He's sitting on my lap and he's like smiling, staring off in the distance behind me. And I'm like on a couch and there's like space behind me where like our kitchen is. And he's looking like he's looking at somebody. And I'm like, kind of, it's a little freaky, but also like, who are you smiling at? And I'll look behind me, like, what? 
And I like look behind me really quick to see, and he starts cracking up. Oh my word. What you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> he laughs so hard when you talk to him like that. Hey, what you looking at over there? <laughs> <laughs> he is too cute i know all right back to the books yes back to the books yeah, even so though real life is good too real but we're focusing on books right now yeah so like i said lenny's dad um is this <clears throat> crazy uh vet that mm-hmm. believes that the government's out to get them so he moves them all to the last great frontier alaska um, and so Lenny is his daughter. And you get to see Lenny at two ages, one when she's, like, younger, and one when she's, like, a little bit older. Like, I think she's in her 20s. Um, and I love the relationship between Lenny and Matthew because it's, like, a little, like, school-age romance. Yeah. They, like, meet in their tiny class of a small amount of kids. Yeah, it's, like, 12 kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, his parents <clears throat> are kind of fancy people in Alaska. And then Lenny's dad, like, begrudgingly hates them so much mm-hmm. because they're, like, these fancy people. And they have, like, a lodge and, like, don't they have, like, a – they have, like, a dock with their boats. Yeah, and they, like, and... bring in, like, tourism. Yeah, like, which eventually. actually, fun fact, that was, like, a real place that Chris and Hannah's family, like, I think used to own or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Alaska. Yeah. So, like, it's so fun because – she is pulling on her own experiences, but also is able to create this beautiful, like, love story in the midst of it as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, and none of these books really are necessarily love stories, except for me. No. A couple. Yeah. A lot of them have other things to do with them. Um, but if you want, like, a good love story in the midst of a really good book, Lenny and Matthew is this love that, like, stands the test of time. Oh, Yeah. Against, like, all these, like, troubles. Like, even when Lenny eventually, like, leaves for a reason. Um, and <laughs> back, like, Matthew still loves her. And it's just, it is precious. It's, they're such babies. I love it. Yeah. It's a, they're so sweet. It's a, it's a cool, a nice surprise. Because you kind of go into it with just, like, it's going to be about this family. And, like, kind of historical fiction-y. And then you're like, oh, a little bit of romance. Like, it just catches you off guard, and it really warms your heart, for sure. It really does. So, moving on is what I would say is one of the most iconic <laughs> love stories. Buddy, are you giggling still? He, I, just, I just looked at him. He must think I'm funny looking. Yeah, he thinks <laughs> you're funny looking. Super silly. Um, but, Haley, this is also one of your favorites. I'm pretty sure you're the one who said this one. Um, think of the most iconic couple you can ever think of in literature and film notebook yep noah and Allie. yes i love them that is my favorite movie it's a good movie i finally made i finally made Corey watch it (gasps) oh what did he think he thought it was good he didn't did he cry amazing um he did not cry i cried for like two hours after it ended (laughs) because it's just so sad i know Um, um, so it's just, it's very, very, oh, it's just beautifully written. Uh. And I think almost, I mean, if you don't know The Notebook, you must have been living under a rock for the yeah. last, like, 15 years. Because seriously, it is such a good movie. Classic actors. You got Rachel McAdams, Ryan Reynolds in the movie. Um, but the book was written a few years before the movie came out. 
Um, and it's essentially about these two teenagers. The, the guy is in, um, like, in North Carolina. And the guy is really poor. Like, this is, like, what's the time frame? Like, early 19... I think it's 1930s. Yeah, before, something like 1940s. that. Early 1940s. And um, so he's, like, ru- like very poor, like, works he's on the railroad. It. Uh-huh. His dad, I think, used to be in the war. And um, he ends up going to war at some point as well. So it must be in the 30s to start. And then... Um, the girl, Allie, is from, like, rich southern money, very big house. Like, they have, like, a summer home, but they most of the time, like, they live up in New York area, don't they, mm-hmm. or something like that? Something like that, but and they, they come to North Carolina in the summer. Yes, for sure. and they meet for a summer, and they fall madly in love against all odds, and then they go, like seven years without actually seeing each other again because they were separated by their families. But then they were like, let's write letters to each other. And then I'm not going to give it all away. But essentially, they lose contact. But then they connect back up again. And things in their life have changed so much. But yeah. it's- I'll just spoiler alert. They get together. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> they get and- back together. But the awesome thing I love about the notebook is that it's told as a story. Yeah. So, like, it's this older gentleman is reading the notebook, a.k.a., like, the Noah and Allie story to this old lady at a retirement home because she has Alzheimer's and he's trying to keep her company. So it's just really cute. And yeah, it just makes you cry. It makes me cry. Yeah. It is very sad and I love it so much. And sad things are my fave because I like to feel that intense, deep emotion when I voluntarily allow myself to feel it. And you're a four, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway. So the next couple is also, such a good sad couple but very redemptive um and it's based on a true story Ooh, i think i know who you're talking about do you want to try and guess again uh tattooist from auschwitz of auschwitz yes (gasps) oh lale and gita yeah lale lake lale it's lale lale and gita yes Uh, so this is literally feels like it is fake like their it's love true. story. It's true. It's, but it's true. It's real life. Oh, it's it's real life. So well, I, I'm going to explain a little bit of this because, you know, this is my niche. I know. Books. World War Two, <laughs> Paris. I'm just kidding. No, it's World not. War Two, Holocaust, Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, I don't want any new listeners to think that, like, I am this weirdly weird person who's obsessed with World War Two because I'm gross and disgusting. Um, I'm obsessed with it because I just cannot believe that there has ever been, I mean, obviously there's many examples in history of this, but just to have something that's been, was such a horrific, graphic depravity of humanity that we have, like, recorded. We have this, yeah. in videos we can see this happening. Like, it's just crazy to me. And it's happened in other places around the world, for sure. But it's the one that, like, in our, like, education we were exposed to the most. Yeah. So. It is Lale is um, in Auschwitz and she is given the task of being the tattooist. So anytime someone comes into Auschwitz, you know everybody has those numbers on their arms. He put all the numbers on. He put all the numbers on people. Um, And so through this, he also meets Silka, who is a character in Silka's Journey. journey, Which is the second book. book. Which is, again, true story. Did you end Um, up reading that yet, man? I haven't read it yet. (gasps) Did you own it? 
Do I? Or did you get it from the library? I borrowed it from the library. Well, I haven't read it yet, so. Well, you should. It's literally like something from a movie because he, because Lael, the first time he meets Gita, I'm pretty sure it's like he just sees her, right? From like a cross. Well, no, he sees her in line and then she comes up and he tattoos her and they like make eye contact. And as he's like tattooing her, he like falls in love with her. Yeah. And then he just continuously like seeks her out all the time. Yep. And he's like, I've never seen anyone so beautiful and stuff. And he like, they pursue each other and they have this beautiful love affair in Auschwitz, which is, like, the least, like, romantic least place romantic you can place. think of. But, hey, it worked. And they and they they do everything they can to to be together in the end. Yep. And it's... I no mean, spoilers. No spoilers, obviously. But it is so inspiring. Their love makes every other love look like poop. Like, I'm <laughs> Like the the like the lengths that they go to to stay with each other, and it's just it. I think it feels so much deeper and more meaningful knowing it's a true story. Yeah, for sure. Like, this isn't just something that some author was like, hmm, how crazy could someone be to seek after the person that they love? It's mm-hmm. like these are legit things that real human beings did. Yeah, because they loved and cared for each other so much. It's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Definitely cried at the end of that book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to love like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but ha ha ha. I do have love like that. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> too late. <laughs> I was like, well, I was going to say, well, it's not a done deal yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Very funny. No, I think everybody believes that their love is a love like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's, but I mean, honestly, like, that is I, I, not that there's different layers and level. Okay. There are different layers and levels of love. And that is a kind of love that like is forged in the fires of hell because <laughs> and is the strongest kind of like jewel and bond there ever is because like they went through such a traumatic experience and they were with each other the whole time. Like that is a love and connection that I would hope that no one else like that no one else in the future would really have to go through something like that to you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. there's just that's that's just so intense and yes like it's a pure like you want someone who's gonna love you that much and pure love and stuff like that but the way that it went about is like oh let's maybe hope for something a little easier for everybody else you know what I mean mm-hmm. so. and that's I mean yeah I, yeah, I do want things to be a little bit easier. Like, <laughs> you always want the next generation to have things easier than you did. It's, I think that's what all parents want, is that their, like, kids have a better life than they did in an easier life. Mm-hmm. So I guess we all should have, want and seek after a love that is just as deep, but not... Your own special story. Yeah, yeah own special story. I don't want to go to Auschwitz to fall in love, you know what I'm Exactly. Saying? Unless you're a historian and you go there and you run into another historian and you oh both my gosh, fall in someone love. write that book. I'll do it. Do it. Do it. You would be so good at writing that. This is copyrighted. So whoever's <laughs> listening, you cannot steal this idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Auschwitz. I'm going to write the story. I'm booking my flight to Germany as we speak. Perfect. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Auschwitz is in Germany, right? I didn't just say that out of turn. I'm pretty sure it is. If not, it's in Poland. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's in one Poland. of the two. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to Google it right now. Where is Auschwitz? I don't think I spelled it right. 
A true love is one where you can smell each other's feet and laugh at it. It's in Poland. I was right. Near Krakow. Wow, I had no idea. Well, going to Poland. I really wanted to go to Poland, so it's fine. Can you hear my kid? Oh, for sure. What's he doing? <laughs> He's laughing because I'm sniffing his feet. That is true love. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's gotten so big. Well, that's right, what happens so. over time. That's crazy. They grow and develop. Can't believe he used to be inside of your stomach. I know. Well, not your act. Like love. Love used to always be inside, but as it comes out, it blooms and grows and develops and and learns new things, and it's like a baby. <laughs> all right. Next uh, one. Love is like a baby. I'm going to say that. Love is now. like a baby. Love is like a baby. You must nurture it. Grow it. Feed it. Make it go to sleep when it's tired. <laughs> Play with it. Kiss its feet. Yeah. It's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. I'm going to go uh, kiss my fiance's feet after this, make him feel loved. I don't think I want to kiss my husband's feet. Yeah. You start oh. to get to a level where you're like, mm, I love you that much, but I love myself more. Oh, <laughs> Just <more>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Make sure well, Max listens to this episode. Oh, okay? especially after he goes to the gym. Woo-wee. Stinky. <laughs> stinky, stinky. Okay. <laughs> Moving on in couples. This next couple. Oh, sir. Okay. Um, this next couple comes from a book that's not very romantic in its premise, but is actually full of love and love is all it's about and that book is the night circus i knew it it's not really supposed to be about love no it's about it the competition mostly but then it's but then it's about love because love becomes the the main focus it becomes the reason that they do everything mm-hmm. yeah so so uh would you like to sum up the night circus for us so the night circus is about this like magic competition and there's two people, a boy and a girl that were raised up in like um this training. They like use the circus to like train their powers and magic and stuff like that. And um I can't remember are they I'm getting I know Crown's game one of them dies or is supposed to die at the end of the game. That is it's, the same with night circus. That is the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then one of them has to like win out the other one, and um, and then die. The other one dies because they lost. Um, but in this process of them competing with each other, they fall in love. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's not like an overtly romantic. Like, oh my gosh, it's so romantic. They're so adorable. Like it's it's like they use their they they channel their love into these amazing feats of magic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it, and it's written so well. And so like they themselves, their romance is not like this whole I have to have you. Blah blah blah. blah. No, it's like I'm going to show you how much I love you by creating this part of the circus that makes me think of you or this is like yeah my representation of you and our love together or whatever yeah. so it's very yeah. subtle yeah. but but like it's very subtle but obvious to mm-hmm. the person who it's for also their names are celia and marco which i didn't say celia and marco <laughs> honestly I'm, I'm betting celia and marco's number one love language is gifts 
<laughs> yes. Each other all this magic. Oh, that would be that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, but I I love I love them as a like as a couple. You're not like oh my gosh, they're an adorable couple. But I love the dynamic that they both bring. Yeah, because they're both very strong individuals, and they each have their own agendas, and they're not. It's not a conventional love story by any means. And I really like that because they're just kind of doing their thing. Like, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And in the midst of that, love just kind of stumbles upon them. Because it's not like they were, like, searching for love or anything. It's like, oh, hey, I actually kind of like this person that I'm competing against. That complicates things. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, it's very, it's very compelling. And very, like you said, very well written. So you get, you dive right into the story. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very good. Um, so now we've got two pairs of couples that are both going to be represented and advocated by both me and Haley. One by me, one by Haley. Because one couple I don't like. So, and, and, and they come from similar series. So Haley's going to talk about the one couple I don't like, and I'll talk about the couple that I like. I'm trying to think of the couple that I don't like that you like. No, you like this couple still. Just, I like both couples. You like both couples, but I just don't like your couple. Okay, so my first couple, which I think you cannot talk about I won't say literature thing. couples without these people. Haley, let me just say, last night, Corey and I literally watched the Parks and Rec episode about this series wanting to go in the time capsule. Saying really? The iconic love story. And, and I, that is dun, 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 Twilight. Whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you have been around for a little while, Twilight was huge for a long time. Um, definitely had a t-shirt of Twilight stuff. I definitely read all the books. I definitely still own the books. My husband definitely has read all the books. Um and we have the movies, like it was a thing, faux show. And I was always Team Edward, but I had some few people in my life who were Team um, Jacob. And I just never really understood the Team Jacob thing because he was just kind of like annoying and just trying to like steal her away from Edward. And she just really loved Edward. And Jacob was like, I'm going to try to squeeze in here and so anyway. Bella and Edward, the like very a very iconic couple as well in literature. Um, it's also kind of twisted because he, yes, is a vampire and she is a human. And um, it's just really interesting though, because I read them when I was in middle school and high school. And so it's like that's the time frame that they are in as well. They're high school students. And so it feels very like, oh my gosh, like I literally remember reading a chapter or two in new moon which is the second book and being like oh my gosh i've totally felt this exact same way like it was like like i'm reading about myself right now oh my god like it was crazy because you picture yourself in bella's shoes like I if never that's like myself as Bella. okay but if that's the time like think about it if i'm that age and the book is written as those characters are that age i like picture myself as bella and i was like wow this is so about me, which it wasn't because I didn't, you know, no vampires or anything like that. But um, anyway, I just think it's super iconic. I think um, the way that they like 
I just think it's weird. Like, there's just so much, like, they go through. There's, like, action. There's, there's like, life or death situations. And then, like, spoiler alert, they do get married. And then that adds a whole other complicated element. And so it's just, it's just really cool. And sometimes you got to just dive back into that time capsule and pull out Twilight and, you know, enjoy either read it or watch it and indulge and be okay with it and be content about it because that's like a part of your childhood. You know what I'm saying? That's mine. I will admit that I would <laughs> really read them when I was younger. I know you secretly read them, but my mom read them and I read them. I've had, I had friends come over to my house and we would hang out and then we would sit on our couch and we would read the same book next to each other. Like, we would sit and read Twilight in the same room. I would have a friend over and we would do that. Because we were both reading them. And it was like, oh, we're so excited. It was like this, like, I don't know. It was just a, fa- a fad, a phase that we all, like, my generation went through. And I think that's why I have such love for them. Fine, whatever. I think I know what the couple is you're going to talk about. Yeah, so the next couple I'm going to talk about, which I think are so much better. Just going to say that. Well, I'm not saying my couple is the best, but I got to stand up for them. Fine, whatever. Hey, buddy. He can't hear you. Whatever. (laughs) I wanted to get his attention, but he's too busy being a baby. He's growing and nurtured. He's being nurtured and loved and developing. Are you hugging him right now? No. I'm oh, <laughs> um, I thought you were like squeezing him close. Like, hmm. No. Um, next couple is from The Hunger Games. Woohoo! And it's Peter and Katniss. Yeah, no, I love, you You know, I probably would stand by this couple more than Edward and Bella. No offense. I know, but I was just not willing to talk about Edward and Bella. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But, so, what I love about, so, to spoil anyone, Peta and Katniss are end the game, if you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. There is also this dude named Gale Hate. Um, Gale is the worst. Is the worst. I feel like we just talked about these guys. I think we did too. But oh, 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 and our favorite characters. Yeah. We talked Gale, about Peta. Yeah. Gale isn't too bad in the first two books, but then he does something unforgivable in the third. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so we did talk about PETA a little bit, but I just want to talk about their relationship dynamic for a little bit. We talked about how amazing PETA is and how adorable he is and he's perfect. But I will also say that, like, Katniss is, offer, offers this seriousness that I think PETA lacks. Like, they yeah. lift each other up. They, like, are, they supplement what They complement each other really well. Yeah. So, like, PETA might be a person that's more driven only... Oh, he, he's like driven in a way that's like like in, like in the first book he's very much like I'm just gonna try and do my best I don't know if I'm gonna ever get somewhere but I'm gonna try and then Katniss is the one that is like very disciplined and yeah. so they, they complement each other really well he's very kind and she's very I don't know rough around the edges yeah I think everybody kind of loves reading about a couple like that where it's like where it's like the guys like, the softy no just in general there's like a like a like a stronger person that doesn't show their weaknesses and, and then, then there's the the soft person that like mm-hmm. makes them softer mm-hmm. 
breaks down their walls a little bit and then mm-hmm. the, the strong person kind of protects the little the little one you know the, mm-hmm. the baby I think that's adorable like I can just I just think it's really cute of uh, the dynamic that works them where it's like Katniss would literally kill someone and literally has to protect PETA yep and PETA that is, is true love that is true love and PETA will sacrifice and suffer in order to keep Katniss safe because he loves her so much and- <laughs> happy ending though yeah very happy ending they're cuties love them very much yes they're okay. definitely one of my favorite couples they definitely are okay so now Haley we're gonna talk about a couple that is in a series that we have never talked about on the podcast before what yeah do you How remember what couple this is Yes. I do, actually. I'm pretty sure. Is okay. it um, Hadassah and Marcus? It is. Woo! <laughs> I love them. Okay, so we have not talked about this book series because we read it. Haley read it when she was in high school. I read it, I think, also in high school. So it's been several years. For me for you and also several <laughs> years for me a handful I, of years I'm pretty sure i read it my junior year of high school which was five years ago yeah that's a handful of years that's one okay. hand one yes. hand ago uh you weren't it was not like 20 years ago for you so don't be like well it's so long i mean high school was almost 10 years ago for me senior year senior year was almost 10 years ago that's that is accurate see whatever that is fine. two handfuls Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So, do you, so how much do you remember of this series? I remember a good amount. I've been actually wanting to reread it for quite a Me few too. years, but I just have not gotten around to it because that's the thing. If you don't keep up with the literature, you're going to get swept away and then you're going to get behind. So, we got to stay current. But I actually have the series with me. I'm staring at it right now. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, this is a series the mark of the lion Mm -hmm. and it is by francine rivers and it is a series based in like ancient roman times yeah it's like like 50 50 ad or something yeah and hadassah is a jewish slave in Mm -hmm. a household of like the romans yep and marcus is like the son in the household like a roman officer yeah he's not like a little kid or anything no but he's he's, like an adult yeah um but anyway they end up falling in love and it is amazing and it's so sad and there's so much turmoil and like suffering and then like family drama and just like multiple like point of views and love stories and it's just Mm -hmm. oh it's so beautiful yeah the series is really cool so hadassah and marcus's romance is like the focus of the first two and then there's like this other character that's like mentioned sometimes he's a gladiator he's a gladiator from like modern like what would would have been ancient like germany area um and he gets he gets caught and is taken to be to become a gladiator so you see him kind of participate in the the gladiator stuff but then in the third book you get the third book is when his story is kind of told yeah so which is a really unique story like i mean the way that Mm -hmm. she wrote the series that's pretty unique yeah which i really like that which i think i think if we had had a third book about hadassah and marcus i wouldn't have been disappointed 
but I, the way that she wrote them all I think works really well it's yeah. kind of like it's it is a series but it's also kind of like just like three books within a a world yeah I agree with that yeah but anyway like I mean it's like a it's like a Romeo and Juliet you know mm-hmm. it's two people whom would probably never have fallen in love or and, or culturally societally would not have even really seen each other as equals um because she's a slave in his household and she's jewish like it the fact that they are able to overcome those cultural and societal boundaries and like the fact that like marcus cares for her so much even though being the son of a roman officer he should look down on her it just is a wonderful example of humility um and just i don't know that love Love conquers all things. I know. It's so good. I now I just want to read them. I know. It's so good. Well, the thing is, too, I, I uh. feel like there is so much that happens, but because they left such an imprint on me, I feel like some of the main things I still remember. Like, it's it's not like a book, book series where I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, they were good, and I kind of remember the plot line, but there's details that I, I forget. Like, this series, I feel like there's – quite a few things that I actually really remember. I mean, not everything, obviously, but some of the big stuff that I think makes it fun to reread things that you're like, oh, I forgot about this. Like, I remember those things. So I think I still need maybe a little bit of time or I just need to be the right time to pick them back up so that I'm in that mindset. Because I think for me, even though it's been quite some time, like I said, I still remember a good amount and I... I more so just recommend the series to people before um, even considering rereading it. But maybe I should consider rereading them. I think you should read them again. Well, I just well, sometime soon. But they are seriously a great couple, and it probably I, I don't for, I don't remember actually how they get together. So that would be I don't fun. remember either. But yeah, there's so much that happens. It's like it's kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way of like you're kind of in this world and you get so many different characters and there's different things going on that you're like literally feels like you are thrown right into like ancient Roman times and it is it's really cool it feels so unique in the way that it's written it like it really does like I there are some books where you kind of forget like where it's based or what time period it's in yeah this is one of those books where it's like it is undeniably like 50 AD Roman Empire like mm-hmm. like I picture everybody in their full like Roman gear yep like there's no way to not do it and I just ugh. that just shows how well it is written Francine Rivers everybody doesn't make it out job. Mark of the Lion the first book is called The, the Voice, Voice in, in the, the Wind, Wind. so check None it out them have lion in the title no that's just there's something that happens which makes sense with the yeah the title of the series anyway yeah it's a voice in the wind an echo in the darkness and the last one is as sure as the dawn oh so good i mean these are some pretty iconic couples i feel like i feel like there are so many so many that you could throw out and be like oh but what about this couple about this couple are there any more that you can think of maybe like one final couple that you're like for sure this couple is amazing I would have to say, the we did have like three others on the list. Oh, do we? We did. 
but we only the other ones we just named the books we didn't say the names of the couples because we couldn't remember their names so I feel like that means they're not as iconic but I'll ah. I'll give them a, a short mention but the last couple that we listed was Emma and Dexter from one day <gasps> oh yes oh uh, such a unique this one is definitely more of a love story uh this um, is like this is like love hate love relationship yeah I loved you I hated you. I loved you. We've been friends. We hate each other, but we love each other. We become romantic, but then we, but then we separate, and then we get together. And ah, uh, it it's, is also sad ending. It's so good. It's so funny too because like they don't really meet each other until like the day they graduate from university in England, um, and then because they like met that day, they're like, you know what? Every single year at this exact day, let's meet up again. Yep. Just as a weird way to have a friendship. And it's so cool because it, you get to see their lives progress from that same day. Year by year. Year, year mm-hmm. by year. Um, and they just, some, they make stupid decisions. They, both of them make really stupid decisions. Um, they come back to each other. They go back. They leave each other again. They're, they're like two ships passing in the night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's. I, I just think it's beautiful. I like that the love story is shown one year at a time um, because you, you don't get bored of them. You're never like, oh, my gosh, like Emma is off doing – she's still on this same job or, or Dex is still doing this. Their lives change so dramatically from year to year. Yeah. It always captures your attention. You're never bored of them. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And there are times where you get frustrated at each of the characters individually and you're just like, come on, work it out, people. But they are so beautiful, and there is a sad ending, but also there is a bit of a happy ending for them in a way, too. Yeah, the ending is very cute. Oh, well, what were the other two books we had mentioned? Just throw them out there. Yeah, the other two books were Time Traveler's Wife and Water for Elephants. Oh, yes, those are so good, too. Such iconic stories. They're very iconic stories. Um, Claire and Henry from uh, Time Traveler's Wife, married couple that, like, he... Uh, he fell in love with her when they were older, but he he time traveled, so he used to visit her when she was younger. Yeah, it's really weird, weird time timeline, but it's so good. And there's a movie attached to it, really good. And then Jacob and Marlena from Water for Elephants, yeah. which again has a movie, which I think is super weird that they paired Robert Pattinson together with Reese Witherspoon, and I'll always think that's weird. I know. That is a weird pairing, I, I for par- sure. I partially have a hard time watching the movie. I know. So it should have been a different couple, but They're oh well. too far apart in age. I know. But the story is really, uh, really amazing because Jacob's kind of like doing his own thing. Like he's really awesome with this elephant in the circus. Like that's a huge part of the book is just him caring for this elephant. But at the same time, he kind of falls in love and kind of saves Marlena from a not healthy relationship with her husband, who is like the circus master person. Yeah. And that is also very beautiful and iconic. And there is a very dramatic scene at the end that is mm-hmm. really good, but still very good books. Still very good love stories. So because it is February and it is Valentine's Day, are you reading anything that's like romantic at all or not really um i mean so that's my way of saying what are you reading what am i reading well i am reading i think it has romance in it i'm not entirely sure i've never read it before um but it is great expectations by charles dickens 
No way. You've never read Great Expectations? No. Is there love in it? There is some love, yes. Okay, cool. cool. Wow. Well, have fun getting through that. Yeah, thing. I know. I, I'm for some reason it just it didn't cross my mind that it was by Charles Dickens. So <laughs> I like went to pick it up because I'd already planned on reading it. And then I the whole beginning part of my copy just has like the stuff about Charles Dickens and I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Literally, I remember I think the first chapter or the first paragraph of that book is like it was a blistery day. Not a gray of of sadness, but gray of and the moon and the sky was independent and it's literally just so the beginning of a christmas carol but i'm not sure really the beginning of this um the beginning of this is him talking about his name and then but there is this part that says ours was the marsh country down by the river within as the river wound 20 miles about a river and then he talks about the The dark flat wilderness blah 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 Uh uh-huh well, well, you, you like descriptive stuff. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I hate description, and you love it. So maybe you'll like it. Maybe y'all <laughs> enjoy this. Yes. So what are you reading right now? I am reading Anna Kay by Jenny Lee, which is a modern telling of Anna Karenina, which Maddie and I read two or three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it is so fun because there are such cool parallels. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. It's really, it's really enjoyable. And there is romance in that. If you guys don't know, it is a love story. Anna Karenina is a huge love story. And I'm also reading One of Us is Lying by, I think, Catherine McManus. Did you get that from the library? I did. I can't remember the the author's first name, but it's definitely McManus is her last name. Okay. Um, But yeah, so to offset the seriousness of, kind of seriousness, but like, heavier read of the Anna Kay even though it's more modern it's it's really entertaining to read but it's also written with like um the chapters are within a page so it's not like brand new page per chapters you know what I'm saying no so like if a chapter ends and another chapter begins yeah it's very classic exactly so it makes me think of Anna but also it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna take a while. Because so I every thought every single I, page has yeah, like, every single page has yeah, exactly. So I thought I would pick up a thriller for funsies mm-hmm. off the you know just to to offset it, and I can pump through it really quick. But it's essentially yeah. like a, a different kind of telling of um, like the Breakfast Club, if you guys know what that is, where it's like the jock the the nerd the like mm-hmm. druggy whatever what is that you in retellings this month i don't know but one of the kids in detention dies oh, and different. uh-huh and like none of them are fessing up but it's essentially in the end you're gonna find out what happened to the kid because he died in detention with like other kids in there with him wait which which breakfast club character dies for in this retelling is it the uh, no, he's um is it the quiet girl? Is no. The girl? No. Is it the jock? No. Wait, is there there's five people, right? In the yeah. club? Who, uh-huh. who am I missing? Or is there only four? He's like he's like the um there might be five. He's the one who's like this guy's like the gossip guy where he like he's kind of like He's he he actually in the story he has like an app which is kind of like Gossip Girl actually where it's like an app where he can put the school's gossip up and like reveal you know secrets about people and stuff like that and it's like people are glued oh, yeah. to it 
And um, so he's like kind of nerdy in that sense, but also people don't really like him because he rats them out and calls them out on their crap. So Mm. a lot of people were kind of happy to get rid of him, but also who did it? (laughs) I shall find out. Yeah. Original Breakfast Club has the cool guy, the jock, the cool girl, the nerd, and the weird girl. Oh, yeah. It's a little different, but same general idea. Same idea. Sounds very interesting. Oh, also, yeah. starting tomorrow on the 15th, it is the beginning of my annual reread of the best series ever. Harry Potter! <laughs> so I'll also be reading Harry Potter also to offset the classics stuff. So. Well, that'll be fun. All right. Well... Man, this is so fun. I love talking about I love talking about romantic couples. Me too. Well, thank you all for listening on. I hope you can find your own Lael and Gita or your own Celia and Marco in your own life um, on this fun special Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and we will hear um, we will be at your ears next week. If you guys don't know if you're a new listener, we post episodes every friday and every friday um, at noon yep and if we don't post one we would let you know the week before if it won't be coming up but please share um share let's just comment subscribe all those things we're so happy to be growing our lit sisters and um people's love of literature well yeah well thanks for taking a break from reading now go flip some pages Dora's barking. We can cut this part out. Okay.